Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL off-season shitposting podcast. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? I mean, there's a couple. Um, primarily, uh, well, everyone knows that we draw a lot of our uh, content from our Reddit personas. Uh, I'd say yours is normally a fairly uh, even-keeled persona, um, not generally too emotive. Yeah, yeah, but, fairly. But you got smashed in the last one for... Uh, Suggesting Gino West should fold. Yep, I believe they should too. Um, I got a text message early, oh, when was it? Wednesday last week, Wednesday morning, from uh, Benny the Tosser, saying that Lockie Tiziani had been delisted, and I said, well, fuck you, you can fold. That club should fold for delisting Lockie Tiziani. There's Shit. no need for that. Hadn't even got a game. Yeah, my, my Reddit account has one post, already shadow banned in uh, sports. <laughs> <laughs> that was your only post for that reason? yep. yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a it's a fact that uh, any team that's gotten rid of a North Broken Hill player hasn't got a premiership since. Uh, let's think about it. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's not many premierships that have gone around. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how long have we been championing Lockie Tiziani? It's got to be at least three years. Yeah, I think it is actually three years. Yeah. Um, the year before he was drafted, the year he got drafted, and the two years since. So. Still haven't seen him play yet. No. <laughs> like at any level. <laughs> no. I've seen a couple of highlights, I think, of the under-18s. Like that. <laughs> well, that puts us in charge of, uh, of the draft, really. So that's about as much as the draft gets. I tipped him to go top 10 in the first draft where he didn't get picked up at all. But yep. uh, I, I certainly nominated him to go top 10 anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was a highlight just seeing you get a bit of a caning because normally I'm the one shooting my mouth off while I'm drunk. But uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, fun. I, I meant every word of it too. <laughs> but it is funny how some people just, the club. just lose the plot. Yeah, yeah and some people just don't know um, when one is being serious and one is not. Some people, or some people just really fucking hate Lockie Tiziani. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I had, those fucking Southies. I had never considered that. I had not considered that at all. <laughs> They've nicked fucking laptops and jumped on. Yeah. So, uh, Brenton, you got a highlight from the week past? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, there's probably a couple of things. Uh, well, one little tidbit. I found it funny that um, on Saturday during the Sheffield Shield game. Um, oh, yeah. Who, who was it? Not Shane Watson. Who's the other? Who's the other? No, it wasn't Warner. He's not playing Sheffield. Who's the other blonde openers to have? Um, was a pretty... No, Cameron White. Not Cameron White. Yeah. yeah. Uh, requested for a Cox, rate re- Cox plate replay in between overs. Did he really? <laughs> so they chucked up on the big screen, an MCG in between overs to put it on there. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, all people at Sheffield anyway. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm not surprised he requested it. I'm just surprised they had somebody on hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they turned on the big screens for Sheffield Shield? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. But, I mean, most of those are uh, probably more interested in the horse racing than what's going on on the field anyway. Definitely, definitely. Um, the other thing was a uh, bit of action in UFC and, you know, sort of... One? Uh, other organisations. A bit <laughs> of a trade-off, which isn't really a trade, but somehow has worked out. Don't know how organisations can do trades, but anyway. Yeah, well, the UFC have agreed to drop uh, Demetrius Johnson, who's arguably one of the pound-for-pound best in the world. and of all time. Yeah, um, and one have agreed to drop Ben Askren or release them from the contracts so they can swap and jump ship. Um, but the only thing is there's no contractual obligation for DJ to go to one after he gets um, yeah. dropped by UFC. However, he has done that. But I found it interesting that you just got to put faith in people that you've fucked over for a, for a while <laughs> to actually do what you want them to do. It's a very, very weird situation. I mean, Demetrius Johnson has lost one fight in 10 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About that. And they're going, nah, I can fuck you. I'm but sick yeah. here. The funny thing for that is that Dana White came out and said, well, Demetrius Johnson wasn't really respected by fans. Like, mate, <laughs> oh, you no. fucking set the tone. <laughs> well, but he bases that purely on buy rates and all that kind of shit, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but you also... You I like gotta, watching him fight. Yeah, yeah and you want to push a fighter sometimes. And I don't think DJ ever really got that push. No. Well, I mean, he, he was... You have, you have a USC marketing department for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I just think he didn't really toe the line of what Dana wanted for that company. He didn't, like, turn in the fight against TJ, um, turn down a rematch yeah. against Cruz. Um, so, yeah, he just wanted to break Anderson's record at flyweight and then move up. Dana was like, well, not going to happen. Yeah. I-, I want the bigger paydays now. If I yep. can't get them from you, I'm getting from someone else. Yeah, exactly. Especially with uh, GSP coming back now. By the looks of it, GSP versus uh, Habib. Color Bib. It's going to be a great fight. <laughs> Great fight. Yeah, um, Johnny he, Bones coming back into the year too mm. against Gustafsson. Yeah, very very right. soon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you've got the uh, Amanda Nunes and Cyborg. The Cyborg. Yeah, and DC and on the same card. And Jeez, my Derek balls Lewis. are hot, Lewis. <laughs> okay. going to be fucking busy for that fight card. Out of all the fights they could have had for the heavyweight division, that yeah. one. I mean, I know he's ranked number two, but 
thin division. <laughs> <laughs> it's a division that only goes to one. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're looking at cross-promotion uh, rankings, I think Ryan Bader is number two. So that, that goes to say <laughs> how much is going on in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Well, he's got a fight against Fedor coming up, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fedor looked uh, pretty decent in his fight against somebody who was Chael. Chael. Yeah. yeah. Chael at heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that rollover move is still shitting me off. But uh, you talked about, I'm going to backpedal here, Cameron yeah. White earlier in yeah. the cricket. Hear what happened with David Warner? Oh, I did read something about that. I you know, know, I've always know, like, filtered out cricket news for the last, I don't know, year. You know yeah. how David Warner doesn't mind a sledge or two? Uh, <laughs> he caught one, but it was from Phil Hughes' brother. Yep, playing playing for Ranwick he was. Yeah, and uh, it was one of those ones that apparently stung a bit. And he's like, he had a moment of clarity where he goes, all right, I can give it back to the bloke whose fucking brother died playing cricket, or I can just walk. And he, he walked. He, he's playing do-nothing cricket. Yeah. So he's just gone, nah, fuck I'm going to walk off. Unlike your brother. That would be a bit rough. It could have yeah. been what he said. You never know. Uh, apparently he said, uh, you're a disgrace and you shouldn't be playing cricket at any level. Right. Maybe Davey thought, all right, yeah, I think you're right, and he walked off. Yeah. Well, he, did, he did come back and scored 157, but... Well, it was the best thing he could have done at the time, because you're not winning a sledging comp with that, no, that I, bloke I think, <laughs> you know, that history. By all the reports, I reckon he did the right thing, too. He just went, you know what, this is not going to get any better. I just might remove himself it's from the situation. unusual amount of forethought from that bloke. Um, what I did uh, find amusing, though, was uh, I think his wife was on one of the morning shows up there talking about it, and she said, you know, it, it's really we shouldn't be having this. Um, oh, we should be talking more about... Not about the incident, but more about it, the 150 you scored. I'm like, this is grade cricket. Yeah, yeah. No one's talking about anything no. that people scored. No, no one's talking yeah. about who kicked 10 goals in C grade. No, exactly. It just doesn't doesn't matter at all. But anyway, um, there has been a bit of news um, in the AFL in the last week or so. I did find it interesting um, Saturday night that they released round one. Yeah. Saturday night. Yep. I don't know what the plan was. Um, Maybe they were holding off till Monday, but someone just sent the email early. I don't know. Well, round two got leaked as well, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I got leaked. I, I think that uh, my theory is it was a tactical leak. Well, maybe they maybe round one got leaked as well, so they just tried to jump the gun and like <laughs> someone's going to put it out tomorrow morning. Let's just pump it out. My theory was they wanted it to go out next Wednesday, but they scheduled it in the back end of the website because they they wanted to take a long weekend. For, uh, yeah. Until Melbourne Cup, yep. and then they fucked up the scheduling and just pumped. Yep. Well, the leaked round two is going to be interesting now because they've delayed the full release. It's meant to be tomorrow. It was meant to be on Wednesday, which is tomorrow because we're recording on uh, Tuesday night. They've now pushed it out to Thursday because apparently they, uh, you know, obviously the clubs get it first, and a few of them push back. Yeah. Um, so they went to make you know one or two little changes, which caused three or four other little changes and yep. um, so they've uh, had to delay it by uh, by another week well the, the most important part obviously is who North playing the Good Friday game um, we're playing everyone apparently <laughs> I know, I've heard so many fucking different rumours uh, first thing that came out was we're playing the Saints again and I'm like eh well you know whatever you got to build something don't you yeah. and then it's like uh, we're playing Carlton and then there was a bit of furor about that saying you know oh it's a big four team you know they don't deserve like, well, is it? well you know <laughs> Traditionally. Yeah, in um, 1980 it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. But Carlton do have a decent following, but you could argue they don't really have a marquee game. Oh, they've got Thursday night starter. They, yeah, that's about it, really. Whereas other teams have a few more. But yeah. um, with... And they're Orthodox Christian anyway, so they're, they're <laughs> Easter's a different weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I've always said it always made sense to me, North versus Carlton for that, because you've got the Royal Women's and Children's in between the two suburbs. Start the... A walk from there or something, get people oh. sponsored as they walk along to the to the ground or whatever. Just get it involved. And yeah, no one's to walk on the streets around that area. <laughs> you well, need a crowd to be safe. At least you're near the hospital. So <laughs> Yeah. But then um the other one that came up was Essendon. I'm like, they've already got fucking Anzac Eight. Day, yeah. they've got uh fucking uh Dreamtime at the G, uh whatever other bumfuck nobody thing and that worst thing they changed the ends for Eddie Hat I think that should disqualify him from well, change the ends that, what, the, the, stop the locker on the Coleman yeah, yeah. it's, it's really? uh, Lloyd and might be Reynolds did they really yeah, yeah. yeah only for Essendon Coventry, Coventry yeah. and Reynolds I think no Coventry's always there it's Lockett and Coventry oh, that's it so it's Lloyd and Reynolds I think but I can't remember yeah. might be even Lloyd and Hood but that's only for Essendon home games yeah, yeah it's still bullshit i I really don't care who plays, but what they should do is pick two teams and stick with them. I reckon if we're like, just, when we play Collingwood at the punt street end and the cunt end. <laughs> the punt and the cunt end. <laughs> just take two teams and make that the rivalry and build it up and give it yeah. you know, 10 years. 
Well, I thought uh, North and Western Bulldogs have had some great matches in the last couple of years, including the Good Friday match, which was exciting as balls. Uh, and, and also that one where um, Benny Brown did that toe poke to Zebel in the last second and a half. Yeah. Uh, fucking does, does your heart in watching that shit, but uh, it, it makes good highlights once you know who wins. You, you reckon that you go and go, you know what, they had a couple of good games, let's let's try that yeah. next year. But just stick with them, stick with the dogs, um, is what they should have done, because they were the, the first one anyway. Um, and they've got fuck all else going on in regards yeah. to well, marquee games, do they? Well, it's it's obviously it's Channel 7 that are mm, yeah. um, pulling the strings on this one. And they have, like, the attendance wasn't great last time, but obviously they weren't happy with the, uh, the TV ratings either. So yeah. that's what's pulling the strings, really. Well, the other thing, too, that I saw um, the commentary around it was, well, why don't have an interstate team play? Uh, you know, interstate teams don't have marquee games besides their locals. And I was like, well, Port do have the China game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they got that because they proposed the China game. They yep. put business cases together. They planned it with the Chinese government and everything. So, you know, I, I think interna- uh, interstate teams deserve marquee games, but they've got to make them happen. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You can't just say, oh, you've built that. We want to be part of it. Get fucked. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. You're saying they've got their own showdowns or derbies or whatever. Well, there's two marquee games for a year, per year. You know, one home, one away. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand fans saying that have a zero. I can understand fans saying that's not enough, and that's right. In which case, your club needs to get their finger out their fucking ass, because you look at um, like St Kilda tried to do the New Zealand thing, didn't work. They, but they tried it for four or yeah. five years. North tried the Good Friday thing. It's been hit and miss so far. But it's those teams that uh, don't have a captive audience like you do with the uh, interstate teams, and they don't have the high uh, incomes. They have to do the innovation shit. They yeah. have to do that or they die. Yeah. So, you know, if you start taking it off those teams, there'll be no innovation, and every team will just slowly turn into Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Well, even Richmond last year started to try out, um, you know, some market games in September. Uh, the finals and they worked out pretty well so. yeah they found out that uh, you draw big crowds but unfortunately the AFL keeps the fucking gate from them they get to keep it but you know Richmond great at it you know they said alright we'll dream time to the G Essendon started but Richmond yeah we're there yeah. they've turned round one into a marquee game and now they've turned Anzac Day Eve into yep. a marquee game yeah it's just find some place and, and make it yours. Yeah, that's what you got to do. It won't always work, and plenty of teams don't want to invest the hundreds of man hours into trying to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, shit. North have got uh, the Bulldogs game with uh, equality or something. I don't know. I don't know. It should be on Tight Ass Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't working. But uh, St Kilda had that um, the Maddie game as well. Yeah, the, yeah, that's coming along fine. There you go. There's another one. The Richmond Tigers, <laughs> yeah. Tigers are in. Sneaky bastards. But, I don't think Tigers have organised any of these games. <laughs> just fucking passengers. No, pretty sure Sheedy was Essendon in Dreamtime. No, round one versus Carlton. I'm pretty sure Tigers oh, yeah, are on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because Kevin Bartlett wants uh, Richmond on top of the ladder after the first game. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, I think every team deserves a marquee game, but you can't just expect to get You can't just sit back. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't get given it. Yeah. Uh, you got to go out there and do a schmooze. Make one. Uh, and every team should be able to do that. And look, you can have the fucking Indian Pacific game between West Coast and GWS or some shit. I don't know. Um, but what they should do is even try and make their own, um, the showdowns or the derbies into something. Because Porter come out and said, we want a Friday night showdown. I'm like, fair enough. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. What they should do is say, we want to play Adelaide in the showdown round one every single year. Let's yeah. start our year with round one. And you're going to say, the AFL is going to go, you know what? It's a nice Friday night game, isn't it? Yeah. And they're going to do something with it. If they say, we want to do this, Every single year. Yeah. I think uh, there's a big case to be made for Clicking Ball's marketing consultancy. Uh, so AFL teams out there, look, I know you've probably got a decent marketing team, but let's be honest, most of them are a former player's girlfriend. Mm. Uh, so we'll come on board, you know, for the low, low sum of, ah, oh, let's say half a million. Uh, we can, oh, actually, no, well, actually, we'll take Scott's transport box. Is all we'll do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, we do the North Melbourne thing, $1 million. Yeah. Uh, we'll sort you out and you get a massive return on investment. I'd rather do the the other one of the other team's things that actually gets the job done. But <laughs> I am going to have trouble, you know, charging 500 million, uh, sorry, 500 grand for, you know, hour and a half's work. But I'll, I'll make it work. We'll find out. I'll yeah. make it happen. Oh, just, that, just, uh, that just shows how valuable it is. Though. I want to clear this shit, rule my, rule my selling. <laughs> In iTunes vouchers. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've also had, uh, I think, List Lodgement Day is uh, today. 
Yep. So the final rounds of delistings and mm. relistings and one-year signings have all happened. Um, there's been a, a few players that have seen their careers come to an abrupt end or haven't got a new home yet. I think Dan Menzel is one of the um, most... He'll be the most interesting delisted free agent. Oh, he'll be picked up, 100%. Uh, yeah, there are going to be a few clubs that will want to have a punt on him because, uh, you know, there's all the knocks that maybe he doesn't chase or tackle enough, but he can kick goals. Well, look, there's plenty of players who do chase and tackle but don't kick goals. Exactly. Uh, and you look at some guys who have been delisted, like Kasbolt. Um Brilliant mark, terrible kick. Menzel's almost as good a mark, much better kick. <laughs> much better kick. I wouldn't say he's almost as good a mark, but God damn, he can kick those goals. Especially. The thing is, it's usually Geelong that picks these players up. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, no um, no Geelong players come out and said, you know, thanks for your service, uh, look forward to playing against you next year. And as far as I know, he hasn't said a farewell either to Geelong, so maybe they're planning on redrafting him in the rookie. I don't well, know. they had plenty of chances to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by all accounts, the sticking point was he wanted two years and Geelong wanted one. So if he goes into the draft and says, my minimum is two years, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that's going to be ambitious if they've already knocked you back once. Yeah. Well, two years at 120 grand a year, I mean, you know, that's where he's going. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. Like one year for 500. No, I want two. Two years for 200 each. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> there's benefit in that still. Remember, that's what um, Travis Cloak did. Uh, he was on 800 for one year, and he said, no, let's scratch that. Let's make it 400 for two. Yeah. Um, but you get extra, like, um, AFL Players Association super. For every year you're in the league, you get extra. Yeah, right. So like another 40 grand or something like that. Oh, that's what Dale Thomas did as well. Something like that. Yeah. He ripped up his contract. And he said, didn't no, need super. The... He had Western Bulldogs. didn't need super. That that's was... your superannuation yeah. plan. Who was a player that played, like, four games in 10 years? Uh, Alex Johnson? There was a Sullivan for Carlton. I can't remember who it was. It was, it was recently, him. like got delisted like last year, year before. Oh, okay. Had, like, injuries for ages. Oh, Alex Johnson. Games. Alex Johnson did that. that. Was it? I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a north north player. Anyway, Anyways. I feel like that's just like uh, Daniel Wells. <laughs> should be should be integrity. You're not looking at that. It's just scamming free super <laughs> and you know, it's not contributing much. Fair enough. Um, uh, the Boccaccini from uh, from Adelaide uh, got delisted by his third club. Um, he's, Kyle, Kyle Cheney, yeah, Bocker. Um, I don't think he's going to get picked up at twenty nine for club number four. But I didn't know that was his nickname. That's clever. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, he's uh, he's done well for himself though because he was he tried to play Keith Backman a lot of the times, not by choice but by necessity. Yeah, and he did okay, but he was always just okay everywhere he went. I feel like there's a lot of players that play out of position because that's what the team needs. But yeah, it kills their careers. It's like. Uh, like in the UFC, when Dana White goes, oh, I need someone to fill in this spot. Someone goes in and gets knocked the fuck out. And uh, all of a sudden, their career's done. Well, like they did you a favour and I got fucked over for it. Michael yeah. Bisping made a career out of that, really. Yeah. Being late call-up. And it worked one time. And yeah. you go, well, you know, you're a champion for life, you know? And I mean, you've got Artem Lobov, who's made a career out of getting knocked out by late call-ups. <laughs> it was interesting, that one. I, I think I texted it to you guys. One of the comments um, about Artem um, leading up to the fight said, so, you know, he is the, the Mount Everest. Many have tried, only 14 have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> 15, yeah. But, but I tell you what, he's a warrior. He keeps going back out there. He is, yep. Um, not many people can throw a standing hammer fist like he does. <laughs> that was hilarious. Surely sometimes you ought to say, am I really doing what's in the best interest for the sport, for or the for world, my health. Uh, by signing this bloke? Uh uh, I, don't, I, I can't fold his heart. No. I think it's a two-for-one um, deal, that one. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit like that. Although well, Danaher did come out and had a nice uh, defense of him on, did he? Uh, on social media. Oh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, back to the uh, the footy delistings. Um, I mean, there's a few others. Uh, Will Langford got delisted today as well, which was an interesting one. Um because uh, basically he went in, you know, did their exit interviews and that, and he said, look, if I'm not playing for Hawthorne, I don't want to play at all. And they went, oh, we probably haven't got a contract for you. He went, yeah, fair enough. I'll move on to something else. So it cool. looks like he's uh, pulled the pin at uh, 26 or 27, I think he is. Yeah. 70-odd games um, and a premiership medal, and he's probably going to go make double what he made in footy in the corporate world or something like that. Yep. With, uh, with that Smart uh, move. Pri- well, private education. but His career's peaked. I mean, that's... 2014 uh, September, you're not going to... a good... Good uh, run of games. He had a brilliant September. Um, you know, not many people can string that many games together. Um, and he's been celebrating since, and fair play to him. Uh, has done not. He hasn't had 
too bad a career sense. I'd say. Like, not, it's only because he was so good in that short period yeah. of time that you expected more from him. Exactly. He, was, he went from, uh, holy fuck, where's he been, to journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can never afford him for Endeavour. No. Execution, yes, but Endeavour, no. But he, I don't think he ever got to that stage of being utter liability. He was just disappointing because you're the father that... You loved him for what he was, but you were disappointed for what he could have been. Yeah, he shined brightly, very, and burned out very quickly. Yeah, and but like uh, you said, he's you know, he's going to go to sleep on a big fucking pit of money. So uh, I don't think the future is going to hold homelessness for him. No, no. Um, and Brendan Whitecross got delisted after I think eleven years at Hawthorne, um, including you know back to back knee recos in prelim finals. Um, which meant he saw the three-peat from the stands, uh, which is interesting way to do it. But yeah. um, he got his VFL premiership, and uh, he still might have a chance if he goes up north. Well, he seemed like one of those players where if there was an AFL second grade, he would be great in it. Like, there was a full reserves team. Yeah. Because um, he was too good for VFL, not good enough for AFL. Or not good enough He's a twenty. He's, a, he's always the 23rd man. Yeah. And yeah. Um, in the last oh, sort of three or four years... They play him when they have to. They go, yeah, we'd rather play a kid, but we'll put you in there. But he was brilliant in the VFL this year. Um, and it's just one of those blokes that does nothing wrong, um, except got injured at the wrong time, you know? Hmm. Robbed him of his peak, really. He had to sit out three years. Hmm. Um, but that's the way it goes. He walks away with, uh, you know, 11 years at the club and life member and um, the VFL flag in his last game in the brown and gold. So that's all right. Yeah, gets to keep all the cups he had in the uh, hospital <laughs> department. So, you know, sure. Uh, I think lots of memories. Colin Sylvia passed away. Colin did car Sylvia? crash in Mildura, yeah. poor bastard. Yeah. yeah, fuck. He's only pretty young too, like 32? Yeah. yeah, I forgot how young he was. Yeah, yep. Um, and sure, he made some mistakes in his life, but um, every, Mildura, every kid from Mildura did. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> by all accounts, everyone's saying he was uh, turning his life around and. It uh, just happens sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, still playing love from the Demons fans as well. So. It was. Um, so that's more of the actual football, if you can call it that. <laughs> but uh, there's been some other interesting things since we last spoke. It has. Um, Shane Mumford, on the eve of making a comeback um, with GWS, a three-year-old video surfaced. Yeah. Him. And by the t- this time, I think everybody's seen the video. So yeah. It's it's no uh, secret anymore or anything like that. Um, how does it come out three years after the fact? Well, because he dogged his mates and he snorted the pile instead of the line. So yeah, there's always been some payback for well, that. Just, three he, years. It's like passing the joint to the right. It's not, it's not how it goes. <laughs> it's not the rules. Well, everyone's seen that video. Like You can see they've got the uh, you know little lines racked up and he's yeah. gone straight for the... For the Everest. <laughs> he's gone for the storage. You know, the... Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow is load for everyone but uh, I, they were chanting sausages at the time too <laughs> Jesus Christ so that's one of those ones where it's, he's just decided to he's not a man of moderation up. let's face no. it it doesn't yeah. matter if it's uh, coke in the hotel or the sausages at the uh, uh, team barbecue I just would hate to run into Shane Mumford on that much coke like fuck <laughs> <laughs> Jesus he, Christ he was looking glassy I reckon he could he could throw Mitch Duncan out of Etihad Stadium through the roof yeah yeah, give it a go. Yeah, run outside and catch him. <laughs> uh, run just, how fast? It's just the three years that I don't get. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is, too, the timing. It was like, oh, I'm going to come back. I'm feeling good. Yep, here's this video. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got an axe to grind, don't yeah. they? Ring up Jake Carlin. So how do you make an impact when you come back? <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the strategy here? I, I do like that when rumours surface that a player's, you know, uh, these videos coming out, and St. Kilda fans are going, oh, not fucking again. <laughs> Hannibal, what have you done? Um but anyway, poor old Mumford. It's, somebody's got an axe to grind there. But do you see him making a comeback? Like, yeah. To be honest, it's I'm, going to happen. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay with it. GWS were, were desperate for it. Didn't so. they retire because of like uh, concerns with the brain trauma, injury, concussion, things like that? Not his brain trauma. No. Yeah. Uh, I think other players. I think so that explained a lot of things. I think ankle um, was, right. uh, was his main thing. But he took a year off, um, felt himself a bit fit. You know, and if he's feeling good, getting back in there, he's well, not he's any still, shorter. I was going to say, he's still a monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a built unit too. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then in the space of about 24 hours after that, um, I don't know how much allegedly we have to put towards this, but <laughs> um, allegedly some other text messages <laughs> pop up 
Well, well, we say allegedly, but there's screen captures with names, dates, phone numbers well, going around. We know that it's somebody named Jack Watts. We can't prove which Jack Watts it is, but let's run with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a very pissed off missus. Uh, and apparently it's gone from, you know, uh, uh, a star that never saw the, the heights that he should to everyone's going, you know what, this cunt's all right. Well, <laughs> well, he just wants to do racks off tits. Yeah. What, a, what a mate, though. Like, Mumford fucks up. <laughs> And he's like, shit, I've got to come back coming up. You know, this could put me in jeopardy. I could do this better. There's there's no trade news now that's done. It's going to be in the news all the fucking time. Jeez, it's going to be hard. And then Jack Watts is going, hold oh, my fucking coke, mate. <laughs> I am going to tear this shit up. I, I'd love to see, you know, round one, um, Jack's made his way back into the seniors and the whole front row behind the goals is in there. <laughs> you know, their swimming goggles and um, floaties. And, and then uh, the fake barbecue apron tits. <laughs> We're just here to go swimming, mate. Be so, make us yeah. so happy. For anyone that hasn't actually read the text, you know, all three of you, um, he, he managed to uh, put his iMessage on his laptop, yeah? You know, as you do, sometimes you, with um, Apple, it often... Like auto- a no, error. No, 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 you no, never do that. Not as you yeah. do, not at all. It's never no. ever do that. <laughs> with Apple, it often auto-installs. And so That's you, why you don't buy Apple. Fuck them. <laughs> you've got your iTunes, it syncs with iMessage, all that shit. Uh, the thing is, you send a text, and it shows up on your Mac laptop. His missus is doing uni work, which in the screen grabs, you can see Uni Melbourne in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these things pop up about uh, some some duck saying, uh, hey, uh, you, you free at the moment? We've got a special on double vibe shows that you might be interested in. He's like, oh, yeah, meet you at Brighton later, love. <laughs> <laughs> While he's, you know, in Melbourne for the footy and his missus is back in Adelaide. So she was a bit unimpressed with that. So she, she decided to go through the history. And oh, fuck. You found a gold mine. Yeah, uh, there was Unlucky. lots of different women, um, many of them uh, saying, you know, can I come see you tonight? And he's like, yeah, missus is asleep, don't knock at the door, come around the back. <laughs> so, you know, but he, he's, just, I, I don't, don't cheat on your missus is generally a good idea, but not while she's in the house asleep is also a great idea, and not when it's your next door neighbour. And you've left evidence on the computer that you share with her. Like, he, I think he made about seven different levels of mistake with just that one text uh, stream alone. Did he do alone. anything right? Uh, well, he got laid. He, he, wanted, he did some racks off tits. Yeah, well, that was the other thing, too. He had weird messages saying, I just love big tits and swimming. <laughs> Good on him. Is Mrs. Like, not allow him to do racks off her tits? Is that... Well, I'm assuming that's how they met. I want to see Dr. Phil coming to this situation. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you can do some racks off their titties? you got to understand, you're going to do racks off your girlfriend's titties. <laughs> well, I think Dr. Phil's been in a bit of shit himself, so maybe he'll take notes. <laughs> Has he now? Well, yeah, he's uh, got a friend of some staff members or something like that. Oh, he got me too, did he? Yeah. It's only a matter of time for yeah, him. Exactly. Well, I remember he, he broke up with his missus for infidelity, that's all I remember. And to be honest, that's all I cared about. Yeah, I, really. If Doctor Phil, I didn't. if there was a message saying Doctor Phil sex tape here, you are not clicking that link. No, no give it like, no. like a walrus fucking uh, bloody bean pole or something. I don't know. It would not be pretty. Um, It'd be very hard to rub one out. But with Jack, it just doesn't it just stink of somebody that lived, you know, the private school, very secluded life, and then all of a sudden got freedom and money and went, "What can I do?" Yeah, and especially <laughs> when he got out of Melbourne. Oh, well. Both the town and the team. He, he's he's enjoying himself, poor lad. Didn't need it blasted across the, the world, but um, I do think that most of the footy going public would go, ah, oh, mate, you're right. Well, gee, <laughs> uh, he would have lost, what, maybe 200 grand a year. In to the, Coke. Through Coke. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the contract value from going Melbourne to Adelaide. Well, I, yeah? don't, I don't know if it was that much to begin with. Well, but, let's say it's 200. He's going to make that back in merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just t-shirts with I love swimming and big tits like fuck it's going to sell itself there, there's your 200 grand right I mean, there Jesus mate maybe I'll sell them and <laughs> just lie I've worked for you oh, well. but there, there's a couple of use, loose units for us um, which uh, leads us into what we like to do in the off season maybe we should know. call it use lunats use lunats yeah. um, rolls off the tongue easier for some reason <laughs> um, so th- those uh, loose units last year we went through a couple during the off season you know in between um, when the season ended and before the draft, so we can't do the, the wrap-ups and previews for the next year yet. So we thought this off-season we'll, we'll try and revisit a few loose units. Um, and uh, Josh, you got a quick one that'll uh, get this off off the, off the ground. Well, I figure, you know, if you're going to start, start big. And uh, there aren't many uh, athletes who have succeeded uh, at the top level that are bigger than John Daly. Stewie oh. Jew, but let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's... Ooh. No, I think Daly probably haven't covered him, right? Uh, he, he would, yeah, in height, because Daly's probably 6'3 or something like that. 
He's a big fucking lad. He's a big lad. Um, but and like Mumford, loves his coat. But anyway, um, if Happy Gilmore had a drinking problem, yeah, <laughs> and several other substances. But um, well, we'll start with him. Um, so, nineteen sixty-six. He's he's born in Carmichael, California. Um, Age five, he moved in with his family to to Dardanelle, Arkansas. So, so you know, from so California, from Arkansas. <laughs> California to Arkansas. You, Imagine that. You that, got a chip on your shoulder there. I think that'll affect. I, th- I thought you said he moved in with his family, like straight out of birth. He was like, <laughs> "Fend for yourself." <laughs> <laughs> but just like school was pretty hard. Like any time any kid stood out, you got hammered. And especially if you stand out of golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, but imagine like Arkansas. I, like, if there's a bumfuck USA, Arkansas will be the the capital area for that. Is that where Clinton's from? Yeah, yeah. Little Rock. Yeah. So you're coming from California, you know, oh, here's the big city kid. Oh, here he comes down to Arkansas. Squeal like a pig, bitch. <laughs> you know, that he is not going to be enjoying grade six, mainly because the other, uh, sorry, grade... <laughs> mainly because it was 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean he's five, so he's in kindy and there's bloody 12-year-olds in there. Uh, it's going to be tough for him. But uh, anyway, you know, by the time he's 13, he's uh, decided... I'll crack this golf thing. You know, I I don't know, but I imagine he probably learned it by hitting balls in a neighbor's fucking windows or some shit. Yeah, I think it was in, he was in wrestling or something, and he was unfit, so the coach suggested he do golf so he go for a walk. <laughs> I think it was something like that. Maybe twenty. I don't know. Might have been his his golfing coach or his wrestling coach suggested he start smoking. <laughs> we get to that. Get in that. Yeah. Um, but in '79, you know, his family's in Virginia. A 13-year-old, he won the men's club championship at his home course, Lake Jesus. of the Woods. 13. Wow. In Fredericksburg. Oh, so I'm, 13, I'm, and he's smashing blokes who are pros. I got to say, the competition might not be, you know, world class. However, he's still only 13 playing against men. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I, I wonder which one was like onto it early. You seen him like hitting the driving range, just sharking, cleaning a bathroom. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to rumor. He was six pack deep in there too, but. Uh, they, uh, he did manage to make a new rule. No kids allowed in the tournament. <laughs> the adults got pissed off. Which, you know, to be fair, I don't blame him. If you're the one making the rules, fuck you. Um, when he was a high school junior, living in Missouri, so he's moved around a fair fucking yeah, bit. So this is state yeah. number four. Um, he won the school state championship and the Missouri state amateur in the same year. So he's playing for the school team and uh, also playing in the amateurs, like in the open age amateurs. Doing yeah, really fair well. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he got a, a half scholarship to the University of Arkansas. The only thing he did by halves, I'll have you. You can say a half scholarship to yeah. the University of Arkansas. So he's heading back to Arkansas. Is that so worth five grand? Or I think he I took know. that just because he wanted to go back to Arkansas and fuck some people up. Because now he's six foot three and he's yeah. a, he arrives at the camp as a full yeah. fighting weight of two hundred and thirty-five pounds. So it was a full scholarship, but he lost halfway. It was a pound for pound scholarship. <laughs> But uh, 235 pound, what's that? About uh, 105 kilo? 105, 106. Round about there. So, you know, decent unit. Um, And his coach said, uh, you ought to shed some pounds. So he he went on a diet uh, of popcorn and Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With no mixer, though. No mixer. So, you know, there was no... No no empty calories. Yeah, no empty calories in the Coke. Uh, Well, I was going to say... Coke, cola. I thought he might have hit the the stripper diet, but this is the the stripper punter diet. (laughs) That's what the crowd drink and eat. Yeah, while he's at University of Arkansas, he played golf for the school, but uh, decided, "Fuck this, I'm leaving before completing the degree." He went for a professional uh, in '87, and his first career victory came that year in the Missouri Open. So he's he's shoved back to Missouri just to show off. Yeah. yeah. So he's won the amateur, gone to uni, and just gone. Ah, fuck this! I've, I've banged all the chicks here. I'm going to fuck off. Back to Missouri, wins the Open there as a pro. Whoop. Uh, two years later. <laughs> He decided to start doing the PGA Tour, and he did all the possible tours. So it included the 89 US Open and the Chattanooga Classic. I just like saying the word Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Um, in the US Open, he made his first cut in the major tournament and finished tied for 69th, which isn't too fucking bad for a young lad. That's pretty decent. Done pretty well, I guess. Yeah, and, and, you know, 69. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, won the PGA Championship in 91. Now, I don't know the golfing hierarchy, but that's not fucking bad for yeah, a young, young not, bloke yeah. either. It's How not. Let's see, sixty-six. Yeah, well, the thing it's with like that is twenty-six-ish. Yeah, like twenty-five, that. twenty-six. The thing with that is, you didn't have the tournament uh, standing to actually get into it in uh, the PGA Championship. So the reason he got in was because Nick Price uh, dropped out of the tournament because his wife has given birth. Uh, eight other golfers had other shit on and weren't able to make it to Crooked Sit Golf Club. So basically, yeah. he had nothing else better to do. Well, he was the no one knew who the fuck he was, and there was so many people ahead of him, and he just happened to be there. He's like the uh, when Benny Graham played in the UK with <laughs> he was the only one with a passport, got a ten day contract. Yeah. yeah, he just happened to be able to drive there. 
Uh, he was completely unknown, and the, the announcers had to look him up through the golfing... Um, Almanac? Yeah, the, whatever they had back before internet, uh, to find out who the fuck he was. Uh, he finished with 69, 67, 69, 71, and uh, got a three-stroke victory. Uh, Jesus. Which is so it's ridiculous. comfortable, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, one rookie of the year in the same year because because he won a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ninety-two rolled round. He won the BC Open with a six-stroke lead, which is pretty massive. Uh, in the same year at the British Open, they he started to get a bit of a bit of a hype around him. So the media started taking notice of this. You know, big uh, lad looked like baby Huey. And uh, his, they said, you know, what's your what's your secret? What's your strategy in golf? You know, expecting the cerebral uh, mentality. No, and- I reckon we can guess this. <laughs> yeah. uh, smack it hard. I just hit it as hard as I can. If I find the ball, I hit it again. Yep. <laughs> the grip it and rip it. <laughs> Pretty. I think uh, he probably invented the Happy Gilmore shot. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, ninety-three things started to get good to him, and things started to get bad to him as well. Um, didn't have any PGA wins. Uh, team with Fred Couples and Stuart Payne to win the European Alfred Dunhill Cup, which. Him winning a cup named after a pack of fags? <laughs> I think it was uh, all down. It was, uh, it was destiny. But the thing is, that took place at uh, St. Andrews in Fife, Scotland, which home of golf, as they all say. Yeah. I assume it was invented there or something, but uh, oh, whatever. Literally that, yes. Yeah. We'll run with that. Um, he won that in 95. Uh, sorry, the side of the Open in 95. He won that uh, with uh, couples. But uh, in 95, playing the British Open, but the same thing. Uh, they asked him, you know, would you join St. Andrews? And he's like, nah, if they've got all those rules and shit, I'm not interested. I don't want to get in there if they've got all those rules and shit. And he actually said, and shit, <laughs> on live He's air. Dr. Carl Schertz wouldn't get him in there. No, <laughs> but uh, this was also the first year he ended up in AA. Uh, as a little side note, whenever he plays now, he's got, uh, he keeps his AA coins with him. He has got over 300 years of sobriety. Right. Who'd he beat up? <laughs> because all his fans uh, say he's an inspiration and give him their AA coins. So he uses them to mark balls. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Why not? He keeps them all in his pockets so they jiggle around. But hey, at least it's a use. Um, the other thing... But the amazing thing is, phenomenally talented. Like, uh, he managed to be the only person to hit a 630-yard par 5 17th hole at uh, Balthus Roll. In two shots. Uh, never been done an, before or since. Is that an eagle? So no, that's an albatross. albatross. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. And it's one of those two things where... fucking ridiculous. Yeah, 630 yard par five in two shots. Yeah, it's not a bad effort at all. No. Yeah. I mean... It's, Suspiciously good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, He's one of those guys that always won the... Um, longest drive. Longest drive and longest um, first shot cumulative. Because like right. yeah, right. they've got stats for everything now. Yeah, but, of course, uh, yeah. Even so, he's well, the, the exotic bets is what got me into watching golf from working casinos late the, at night. Yeah, the, the, the only thing we could, we could be interested in watching the exotics yeah. in, in those. Yeah, as you were. <laughs> um, he, he's been in a few magazines by now. Um, mainly they've been good, but oftentimes uh, they start to touch on his Alcoholics Anonymous and everything. Uh, he, he said with the the uh, tokens that he uses to mark the balls he says it reminds me that I need to keep myself on an even keel right before he goes off it yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so he's like so far back in uh, 95 so far it's worked uh, instead of having me go real high and real low I just try and stay a nice medium buzzed <laughs> <laughs> which you know, it, it, it's a win because it was not um, unheard of to see him on the practice Range, you know, hitting balls, warming up before a game with the durry hanging out of his mouth. I think which on the course he'd, he'd throw yeah, on the course more than once. A professional uh, athlete having a, having a dart. I wonder if him and Shane Warner played around together. I wouldn't not be surprised at all. Do you reckon they get out of the golf cart? They've, they've play polo golf. You reckon? All right, I, I would bet every dollar I ever touched that he has played at least one round of polo golf. Yeah, I, I can see it happening. Uh, actually. With the caveat that the round may not have finished. Yeah, definitely. He, he would have crashed it. He would have rolled it at some stage. He might have gone 19th hole. Um, but yeah, uh, up to 97. Uh, he, he had a great opening round at the PGA Championship, winged foot. Um, smashing it. But uh, unfortunately, then things started to go a bit wayward. 
actually, look, when when you're playing golf, which you know might uh, have to wind back the memory a little bit, definitely, and yep. a couple of shots start going off. You know, what do you, what's the first thing you do? You change the club, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're thinking, all right, my driver's not working. Maybe I go to the one wood or the two wood or three wood or whatever. Just we'll see if anyone looked at, saw that shot first. <laughs> sort of slightly drop one of those balls you got in your pocket. Well, John Daly's the same, except he decided, fuck this driver, did a big wind up and threw it into the fucking lake. Yeah. Uh, which for a pro golfer is kind of frowned upon, and uh, got him in a bit of trouble with the PGA tournament. Um, but there's there's tons of stories about this sort of shit that he did. Um. For one, he had a $10 million endorsement that he signed back in 91. Uh, they dropped him after the 97 Players' Championship, where he got on a drinking spree that gave way to an alleged hotel trashing incident. So he decided that uh, the TV needed to be in the car park. Oh, it yep. can happen of like course. that. From a second-story window. Yeah, well, like they say, fuck you, money. It's no <laughs> good unless you say, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. you. But uh, he withdrew from the tournament after that, which, you know, as you do when the cops are involved, <laughs> and uh, later checked into rehab again. Yeah. Not for the first, not for the last. No. no. Well, no. It, it, when you look at the years that he was active and doing this kind of stuff, he must have been some of the inspiration for Happy Gilmore. He'd have to be, yeah. Yeah. Well, they say he was the inspiration for Tin Cup. That's the classic. Dumb. That is a terrible fucking movie, that one. <laughs> but um, they, the thing was that they thought he was inspiration so much that they started chanting Tin Cup at him in several <laughs> tournaments. Uh, particularly around, I think it was around 98 that it was released and they were talking about it. Uh, sorry, in... Um, like uh, early 2000s yep but um, he had uh, lap band surgery as well to try and drop the weight uh, and he managed to do it he dropped uh, 115 pounds Jeez. before putting it all back on again uh, which you know when you're living a life of excess like he that can happen um, he had a few traditions around that sort of thing uh, mainly when the masters happened which you know the auspicious and yeah. the, the highlight of the season uh, a lot of them would try and get uh, hotel rooms but sometimes you know you're playing rounds of golf it could be quite hard when you're playing round after round after round so a lot of them would get um, sort of RVs and uh, portable homes kind of yeah. thing and yeah. especially okay. when you've got that much money you get quite a nice one and so he did decide to do that too because he liked walking home about as much as he liked shooting himself in the face uh, whereas some of the guys would park them in an exclusive private area on the course he parked his at Hooters of course, of course. Again, save the walker. <laughs> well, the thing was too that uh, he also brought a certain uh, clientele to the golf course, much like Happy Gilmore. Much did. like Happy Gilmore, yeah. And that clientele would also head to Hooters after the tournament. Of course, they did. after the day's play. Uh, sometimes before it had even finished, much like Daly himself. Uh, and then Daly decided, "Well, fuck it, let's team up." So he started selling his merch out of Hooters. Yeah, which work. worked. And, that also started another tradition of uh, rather than signing shirts and things, he'd sign tits. Much like Jack Watts, yeah, he just see. loved big tits. Not so much fan of the swimming, though. <laughs> I, I, well, he he was quite often legless, but uh, yeah, maybe he liked to dip. I don't know. Um, so yeah, he had five victories in the PGA Tour. Um, back in '94, Daly said that was the first title he ever won sober. I, I call into question that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not that it was his first, but that he was sober. I want to see how many he lost sober. <laughs> let's, let's really balance out these stats. All of them. <laughs> but uh, the, the amazing thing is, too, though, how talented he actually was. Like, um, when he went into the 95 British Open at St. Andrews, they had him at 66 to 1. But he fucking loved St. Andrews. Uh, he Mainly because of so many par fives and how hard the course was yeah. if you tried to play on the fairway. Yeah. He just uh, kicked the ball over the top of it. So you have a dog leg. Instead of deciding to, you know, land, on the, fairway, the corner, land yeah. on the fairway again to go around the, the two-space corner, you know, the parabolica, if you like, yeah. he decided, fuck this, just whack over the trees. As the crow flies. Exactly. And, uh, you know, decided to have a fair old crack at it and, yeah, managed to do it while inhaling... The uh, Otis Spukenmeyer chocolate chocolate muff- chip muffins. All the better to contact the sugar cravings he induced by withdrawal from alcohol for a week. Fair enough, too. So I he mean, went from uh, Jack Daniels to these chocolate chocolate chip muffins. Got to keep your energy levels up. You know, it's a it's a tough game, golf. But uh, yeah, and that was the one where he said, "I ain't joining St Andrews if there's rules and crap. I hate them rules and crap." And fair enough. Actually, you said shit, but you know, yeah. we're a family podcast. Uh, I'm guessing he was never invited. <laughs> anyway, I kind of fear that. Um, he never really pretended to be perfect, uh, and he wasn't the most patient of blokes either. He had a short fuse bit back in '99 at Pinehurst, 
he hit a putt from behind the eighth green, and the ball trundled back to him. So he decided, well, fuck this. Putted again, trundles back again. And while it's still rolling, he just took a big fucking swing. <laughs> knocked it way out, like uh, over the fence, kind of into someone's backyard. And uh, the PGA decided uh, that's, that's not quite right. <laughs> so two-straight penalty, got an 11 on the hole. Uh, less than happy with that one. Uh, he had another meltdown in 2000, another US Open, uh, this time at Pebble Beach. He dumped three balls in the ocean and one in a, some bloke's backyard to make 14 on a par 5 18th hole. Jesus. He withdrew with an 83. So he hit 14 shots on that and hit an 83. I like to, You say 14. I like to think 14 not out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just building an innings. But had he got a, you know, a four, he would have been leading the tournament. Yeah, but he got a 14. <laughs> <laughs> but that just shows how close he was to that uh, genius and failure line. Uh, also, Aussie PGA in 2002. He had a second round uh, issue when uh, the putter didn't really do what he wanted on the 80th green. And you might notice the problem with the 18th uh, that he's having, mainly because he wasn't too shy of having a couple of nips uh, on the course. And by the time he got the 18th, a couple had turned into a couple more. Oh, yes. And you're within eyesight of the bar. Yeah. Um, so the, the putter wasn't quite working for him and ended up in a tree uh, and then fell into a pond. To be uh, fair, I've seen putters do that. Yeah, yeah. by itself, apparently. Um, the funny thing is, he didn't get he got DQ'd, but not for that. That's because he didn't sign the scorecard. Because uh, well, apparently he did. He, he missed. <laughs> well, he kind of did, but there was just like an X, and they said that wasn't good enough. <laughs> I like to think that he's putter in the pond now. It's almost like Excalibur, where if, <laughs> if you can pull it out of there, then you're like king of the course yeah, or something. The lady of the lake. <laughs> <Yeah>. Take it back. <laughs> but as with all appetites, uh, he, he loved a gamble too. Who would have thought? <laughs> So one time at uh, he, he second placed at the WGC, got seven hundred fifty grand. Uh, went to Vegas where he dumped all of it. He lost one point six five million, <laughs> most of it on the slots. Jesus, on the slots. Exactly. If you go into game, why go there? Uh, here's the weird part, right? I know Vegas. You can set your odds on anything. He lost six hundred yeah. grand on the slots in thirty minutes. Hang on. He lost six hundred grand on the slots. Are you sure that's not a spelling mistake? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I, I hope it wasn't the slots, because at least that's something. Well, um, I hope he just literally just lost it. It's like, fuck, where's the money gone? Shit. Uh, How do you feed we'll, that much money into a poker machine? We'll get to that. Cool. Um, during 04, the Target World Challenge, Daly's just completed the Wednesday Pro-Am with some friends, and he's having a beer, you know, as you do. Yeah. And this is when Tiger was pre, uh, pre-knocking up a whole bunch of chicks. Yeah. Uh, he's at his peak of his powers. And so he sees Tiger Woods walk in wearing his full uh, gym gear because yep. he's going to work out like he always does. And uh, Daly says to Tiger, Tiger, come have a beer with us, mate. <laughs> he, says, he says man, but, you know, I'll yeah. Aussie, Aussie fine yeah. because I, I think he's an adopted Aussie just based yeah, on his Yeah, girth. he qualifies. Um, and Woods is like, no, no, I can't do that. That's my Tiger Woods. Cause George Bush, uh, yeah, okay, keep going, keep going. that. Um, and uh, Daly's like, Man, you don't need to work out. You're the best in the world. You need to come and drink with us. And then Wood said, "If I had your talent, I'd be doing the same thing you're doing." <laughs> which uh, you can take that one of two ways. Which is what yeah. I like about it. You can either say, "If I had complete lack of talent, I'd be getting pissed as well," <laughs> or "If I had your nat- natural ability, I'd be able to drink and still have my, a lifestyle." Uh, I I think it's kind of more the latter. I think so too. Otherwise, but... it's just trash talk far beyond what I think Tiger Woods yeah. is capable of. Capable of. Yeah. Tiger wishes he threw his clubs into the pond. <laughs> we a fucked up car. Um, and there's also all the other bits. Like in uh, 2008, Daly was playing a casual round. Just you know, but you can't have a casual round when you're a pro. There's always someone with a camera and whatnot. Yeah. And he decided the golf spikes were hurting his feet a bit, so he just took them off. And then it was quite a warm day, so he took his shirt off. And then he decided to take his pants off too. Played around in his jocks because his balls, balls are hot. hot. Balls are <laughs> hot. <laughs> Beast daily. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he did get suspended for that one in Australia, not signing the card. Uh, but he also in Australia in two thousand and eight saw a, uh, one of the punters with a camera, like one of those nice DSLRs that were just coming out at the time. Yeah, grabbed it off him, smashed against the tree, and told him to fuck off. 
Uh, the thing was, he wasn't actually penalised because tournament organisers actually had a rule where they weren't allowed to bring cameras onto the grounds. Yeah, right. So he was just enforcing that rule. Yeah, yeah he's so done well. He's, he's trying to on the check. Of course, Marshall. <laughs> I got a feeling for those um, tournaments as well, he was paid to come out to play. So he's one of those ones been, where yeah. first prize was 200 grand and his appearance fee was 300. You know, that yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Which is pretty common, really. Yeah, it happens. It's very a lot. common, yeah. Uh, the Greg Norman style. It's like deal. Tiger Woods came out. That's yeah. literally the deal with the ad. Yeah. A couple of blondes involved in that one, I think. But uh, Rachel, you could tell with blonde, uh, brunette, uh, got done at Crown Tower. Like actually, say, yeah, I was that, that was the the time yeah. where it, yeah. uh, it all came out. Times. Yeah. I was supposed to deal with him, but then happened, and he had to go. <laughs> oh, what a shame! Yeah. So it was your fault. Well, I mean, if you had a major, he stayed there. Well, I was trying to get Rachel into my hotel room, but he's, <laughs> but uh, same year in '08, uh, he decided, fuck it, uh, I got away with uh, playing no shirt before. He had a crack at it at Murder Rock Golf and Country Club, which was, uh, they'd actually named the course after him. Which is, Murder when Rock. An, yeah. From Murder Rock to John Daly's Murder Rock. Oh, right. Oh, okay. All right. I thought, like, his name was Murder Rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. He skipped past that story. <laughs> he straight to the hip hop. <laughs> but uh, he's done the, the big country. He's, the local TV crew is watching him, and so he decided to get the gut out and just wave it at them. <laughs> uh, the truffle shuffle. Yeah. No shoes, no shirt, and, uh, the, he got called out by the head of the PGA. And uh, when he got that call to report, he was his response was apparently, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which is his response to a lot of shit, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, your sponsors know what they're signing up for. Yeah. 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 Um, but in 08, again, uh, he was in Hooters at uh, Salem, North Carolina, which, you know, that's where you're going to find him if you're looking for him. But uh, he decided to get a bit too into the beers. Uh, ended up passed out completely asshole drunk and the cops had to turn up and uh, they took a mug shot of him where he's not looking so great but uh, as again his response was I don't give a fuck yeah. uh, he played a 2013 round for charity in a pink tutu which uh, apparently the PGA took a dim view of as a professional golfer but again again well, it's, it's John I don't give a fuck um, every once in a while too the story comes out that he's actually died yeah yep, yep. which it's one of those ones where if you're riding for golf, you've got his obituary on, like... Yeah, it's ready to go. It's, yeah. it's set. Yeah. Um, Just fill in the dates and which hooters it was at. <laughs> pretty much. But his nicknames, uh, you were talking before about Murder Rock, but uh, he's actually got Wild Thing, which yeah, I still think that's just pissed off uh, Charlie Sheen. Cause, Charlie Sheen's nickname. Yeah, yeah, I think he started that in uh, Major, Major, League. Major League. Great movie. And yep. Long John, which I reckon he probably that's, made that one himself. No, that's the one I remember. Yeah, it was always Long John, wasn't it? Because he's uh, obviously murders the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Long John Daly. Um, he had a he had a story about he he won fifty five thousand bucks at the casino one time, which it's a good day, even if you're pulling well, in million dollar fees or whatever. Fifty five grand at the casino, you're walking out with more money than you walked in with for a start. Yeah, well, as you know, Brenton, a lot of people that win fifty five grand at the casino, it only takes them hundred grand to do it. Exactly. Usually, yeah. but anyway, yes, go on. But he's up. Uh, the problem is, he's. Uh, He's told the missus earlier that, uh, yeah, I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. Yeah, I'm just leaving. I'll be there in a minute. Just leaving. She gets the shits and ends up uh, picking him up from the casino. Goes, I'm at the front. Come out now. He's 55 grand up. He's like, all right, fuck it. You know, it's a good day. I was aiming for the cool million, but uh, I uh, tragically got uh, pulled in short. Lived to find another day. Yeah. But he gets in the car and look, you know, I, I know it's a stereotype that uh, when you're drunk and it's late night and you said you'd be home five hours earlier. And you're driving. <laughs> that the wife who's just driven to pick you up in a uh, 90 or whatever, she might be a little upset. I think it's fair to say, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she went to town on him, like uh, decided to give him a couple of quick punches and he, he took it because, you know, he's pissed and he's up. So he's like, yeah. gonna, can we stop Maccas on the way home? She's like, yeah, we're on board. Uh but she was so upset with him, she kept uh, reminding him how upset he was and that he'd spent all that time and, you know, he, he thought because he made 55 grand out of it that it was okay. Yep. And she's like, I don't care about the money. So he's like, fuck it. Wine's window down. $55,000 out the window. Oh. He's like, you don't care about it? Do you care about it now? <laughs> Stra- strange enough, she did. Yeah. Quite no. upset about it, by all they, accounts. They'd just be honest with you. You know, I mean, these things wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> she's asking for it, really, wasn't she? <laughs> but then she's like, go get it. And he's like, fuck you, you go get it. He's like, if you want that money, you can go find it. Let me tell you something. You don't have a job. You're not working. I'm supporting you. I'm paying the bills. <laughs> now, I don't know what happened after that. 
but he's still alive. So he <laughs> is Long John might not be just for the golfing. Because if you can say that and still live to see morning, you've done fucking well. Well, it was a rookie mistake by his missus anyway. You get the silent <laughs> treatment on the ride home. Yeah. Like, I ain't mad. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, I've cooked you dinner. And then you rip into him in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in 2013, there was a funny one that happened too. A uh, BBC reporter mistakenly swapped his name for openly gay Brit- British Olympic diver Tom Daly. Which... It can happen. It seems like... John you know, Daly, Tom Daly. John Daly, Tom Daly. They're two common names, whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, everyone's just saying... John Daly's gay? <laughs> and there's about uh, 2,000 former Hooters waitresses who are like, no. What? <laughs> this does not add up at all. <laughs> so, so he actually had to put hashtag, I'm not gay. <laughs> and he wrote on Twitter, not coming out of the closet because I haven't been in one. Um, and he said, besides, with the wardrobe I have, it'd be tough to get into those clubs. <laughs> um but yeah, his other favourite trick was getting a 16-ounce cans of Coors Light, and I'm assuming they sponsored him, because it was always Coors Light, yeah. and using it as a tea, and still out-driving anyone in the thing. That was his bet. It was one okay. of those... Uh, what right. was the bloke you were talking about played uh, ping-pong with a uh, fry pan and shit? Amarillo Slim? Amarillo Slim. Yeah, that was his Amarillo Slim bet. Yeah. It was like, you can drive whatever you like, with whatever you like, I'll use this old fucking stick and a Coors Light can, and out-drive you, and he would, because he was a fucking monster. Which, uh, I've never hit a ball off a beer can, but I imagine it's not easy. No. I have, I have trouble hitting one off the ground, so... Well, this is true. Um, <laughs> when they asked him, has he ever played while drunk? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a little uh, reticent to comment, but he said, I never had any alcohol on the golf course that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do remember one time in the LA Open, it was so slow, and I'd played the back nine first. I think I'm two or three over, so, you know, not having a great round. Um, I went into the locker room and down like five beers, and after that I shot four under on the front nine. That's the only time I knew I ever drank during a round and played great. <laughs> the rest of them, I sort of gave up. It reminds me that there was, a, I think it was an NBA player who um, failed the drug um, uh, policy or whatever it was for marijuana, yeah. which, you know, they've since got rid of. But it was something like, um, I knew I wasn't meant to smoke but I got high and then forgot I wasn't meant to go high. <laughs> it was one of those guys. Was... I remember that. Um, but he's always one that's uh, willing to sort of have a look around the places that he visits. Yeah. So he goes to South Africa during 2014 and strangely enough ends up face to face with a spitting cobra. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which I didn't even know cobras were in South Africa. I, I don't yeah. know enough, yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're not. So um, for whatever reason, he's had one in the room he's been in, like in the uh, the safari-style hotel. Okay. Right. Uh, he actually whacked it with, with a putter, which yep. has been the most he's used the putter. It's and uh, probably not the first animal he's hit with it, though, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, if there's a spitting cobra in your hotel, I reckon you're, it's fair enough. You, oh, it's you, fair play. Yeah. Um, there was also another time when there was a... In 2014, at the Humana Challenge, uh, to get a par par 3 hole in 1 on the 7th hole you could win a, a $60,000 Hyundai Equus oh, which Hyundai have $60,000 cars yeah exactly. <laughs> that was the surprising part for me and that's US um, but anyway you know you win a free car it's yeah. pretty awesome but uh, that then they realised it came off a mulligan now <laughs> I always I always thought a mulligan was when you called it but apparently not like apparently the mulligan can happen because your tee was like a tiny bit forward or oh, really? or the crowd wasn't quiet. It's one of those ones where you know, um like in tennis, when the the refs are uh, the umps calling quiet please and the yeah. player serves and they're like, No, 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 no I said quiet please. You Let's know, re, 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 rerun that yeah, one. Yeah. Exactly that. So the the tournament referee has gone, No, 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 no. You they weren't ready. Yep. As in yeah. you you weren't ready. So I'm taking that ace off you. And he had to reshoot and didn't get the ace. Wow. wow. I'm surprised that official's still standing. <laughs> <laughs> but how much would that suck? Well, I feel like it should be like when you get uh, a free kick, but they play on a kick goal. Like, goal uh, you know what? Advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Pay advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one, of the most, one of the most recent ones, though, about him, um, he had a collapsed lung in the middle of a tournament, which, you know, can happen. And he does like a smoke. But uh, his comment was, I only smoked two backs a day, not three, so I'll be all right. <laughs> And that's kind of uh, the epitome of old mate John Daly. And the funniest part is, he's still alive and he's still a very, very good golfer. Yeah, for now. I mean, on yeah. both of those counts. But yeah. the thing is, 
as he's getting older, he's getting looser. Yeah, of course he is, because now that's what makes him his money. He's not yeah, winning. Yeah, well, his kid's know. old enough now. They don't give a fuck either. Yeah. So, Barry was saying when he lost weight, the biggest problem was he used to rest his hands on his hips when he'd putt. Yeah. But he lost that weight, so it fucked up his putting game. <laughs> it, it ruined him. I yeah. remember darts players saying, that, you know, there was a couple of them who were big boys, and they said, yeah, but if I lose weight, it ch- takes me balance off. Yeah. And I need to keep constant. If I put on weight, the same thing happens, but yeah. I just need to keep this constant uh, 18 stone yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. I remember someone saying the same as a darts player with the pint. I said the pint would be like a counterbalance when they had it in the left hand was shooting with the right. <laughs> yeah, that was a long, long, yeah, long time. Yeah, that's what he told his missus. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, um, they've banned drinking in darts tournaments on TV because of not the nine o'clock news, which is a um, uh, sketch show right. that was on. And they did a piss take where it was um, the bloke lining up for darts and just taking a shot. <laughs> and then lines up for a dart, half a pint. And lines up for a dart, <laughs> double vodka. And they go... Uh, 54 milligrams of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had banned it like, yeah. nearly straight after that. But yeah, I would not be surprised if John Daly could play some darts too. Well, you yeah. spend enough time in pubs, surely. Why not? All right, that's our first loose unit of this off-season. I'm sure we'll have a few more. Um, and next week we'll have some uh, some more about the, the fixture, I'm sure, when it comes out. Yep. All right, yep. bye. Peace. Good luck.